We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Yeah, WTIC, good afternoon. It is Tuesday, and what a glorious thing Tuesdays are because we have progressed so far into the week, and the next thing you know, it's going to be the weekend. But this Tuesday is different. We have an evening thing to look forward to. The debate tonight, Bob Stefanowski and, sadly, Governor Lamont still gets to be put on TV. I don't know why they do that. Listen, listen to him. I love his lies. They're really intriguing. Listen to this one. Now we have over 100,000 jobs I've got to fill. We get this crap all the time from Jolly Ned. Now we have 100,000 jobs I've got to fill. Why does he have to fill any jobs, first of all? Why, why is he needed? He knows nothing about filling jobs, and he knows nothing about creating jobs. Why would he be needed to fill jobs? Please explain that one to me. Now we have over 100,000 jobs. But why do we have 100,000 jobs that can't be filled? That no one will take? This is the best game of all. When Democrats break things, they claim to have fixed them. They turn the argument on its head. How did Ned create a situation in which there are 100,000 unfilled jobs in the state of Connecticut. Why do you think that is? When there are fewer people employed in the state than there were before COVID. There are missing workers. Where did they go? Well, they went elsewhere. Or they've just climbed into a bunker. But that's not nothing to be proud about. The Democrats broke the economy. Ned broke the economy. See, this is the other side of the COVID shutdown calculation. There's two sides to the ledger, at least in any argument. If sick, disgusting politicians want to take a, a minor crisis and treat it like a major one, and then claim victory afterwards and ignore the fact that they killed 2,400 people through their their negligence that's jolly ned's story 2400 no that's not the total deaths total deaths are wait i don't even know if 2400 is the is the right well that's during the first few months of covid 2400 seniors died in nursing homes overall 11500 
people died under Ned's watch of COVID. And the argument is you have to do it to save those lives. But you can't judge if the, if the saving of lives is worth it unless you know what the cost of saving the lives is. How many people have you killed by saving the lives, for example? How, many, how much damage has been done to a generation of children through the lack of education they, they received now? And, and that lack of education, the damage done to the education system may be permanent. We don't know. How many people have died because of the restrictions that were put on their lives? How many businesses folded? How many jobs lost? How much money lost? How, many, how much generational wealth lost? How much damage done to the world economy? Because the world economy follows the American economy. These guys always want you thinking in a little box that doesn't include all of the arguments. Now we have over 100,000 jobs. If there are 100,000 jobs that can't be filled, here we are a year and a half, is it, after any shutdowns? How long has it been since shutdowns? Say it's a year and a half, hypothetical. If you've got a, something better for me, let me know. A year and a half after, we're still having supply chain problems. We're still having arguments about safety in schools when kids were never at risk. Kids were never at risk. That was just the rigged system giving the, the education unions too much power in the decision about whether schools should be open. And, of course, when leadership was needed, Ned ran away and hid. So 11,000, what did he say? Now we have over 100,000. 100,000 jobs that I've got to fill. No, you don't have to fill them, Ned. You have to stop breaking things so we can have the economy that we deserve. And you can't fill those jobs. Only employers can fill those jobs. But if the people have left the state and left the job market forever, then how exactly do we fill the jobs? How do you fill the jobs, Ned, since you're the job uh, filler? Now we have over 100,000 jobs I've got to fill. That's because our economy, in terms of these jobs, is growing. The, the economy in terms of these jobs, that's another thing he, he brags about. The and, and Joe Biden does the same thing. They're proud of the fact that they made the economy grow. They didn't make the economy grow. They made the economy stop. And then when they stopped stopping the economy, they made the economy grow. This is not complicated. But when you've got liars lying to you, and, and they're the only ones the news media covers because it's free, you don't have to employ reporters, really. You can just stick a camera there. They just love to lie. They love to lie. All right, let me just throw one more thing at you. Listen to this cut. One last thing is I followed New York, and I see what's going on there. This is Jolly Ned talking to um, to uh, Hasidic Jews in Waterbury, organized and uh, very devout Jewish religious leaders, and they operate schools. And there's been a scandal in New York about the Hasidic Jews, uh, the, the Hasidic schools there. Yeshiva, they call them. Schools for kids, devout schools for kids, or all the way up through college. But there's been a scandal about the ones for kids because they get state funding.
and the state agrees not to monitor the schools or pay any attention to how much they fail on the level that they get measured by the state. So the, they, the kids take the statewide testing in New York at these Jewish schools, and z they have like zero percentage past the tests because they're not taught that stuff. Now, I'm not saying that's a problem that they're not taught that stuff. It may be a problem, and it may not be a problem. But Ned is sucking up to them. Ned, the guy who shuts down schools, the guy who shuts down economies, the guy who has to create jobs, the guy who doesn't like any power in the hands of Christians, doesn't like parents having a religious exemption against the state forcing experimental shots into the bodies of kids. Listen to what he says to these Waterbury devout Jews about what's going on in New York, how much he loves those schools, and he doesn't want the politicians messing them up. He's such a lying slime. Listen. One last thing is I followed New York, and I see what's going on there. Thank you for your yeshiva schools. Thank you. He goes into the whisper voice, the fake, sincere whisper. Thank you for your yeshiva schools. Thank you for your yeshiva schools. Thank you for that. And what that means for the community, he says. It's kind of hard to hear right at this point. What that means for the community. And I don't want politicians. This is the best part. He hates those politicians, this ultimate politician. And I don't want politicians getting in the way there. You know how to teach the values that are really important to this community. Oh, he believes in religious values and uh, values of non-education? Ned does? I stand with that 100%. He stands with that 100%. He doesn't want people educated. and He doesn't want public schools. He wants religious schools. He thinks religious schools should get funding from the state monies for public schools. And, and I'm, I'm with him on that. But why isn't he running around Connecticut campaigning on this? I'm not going to let anybody get between you and your amazing students. Oh, my Lord. This man has no uh, soul. He has no heart, no humanity. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Susan in Glastonbury. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to express a thought about voting, and I love thoughts, and I love them in particular when they're being expressed here. So thank you for that. <laughs> but I just thought maybe voters should think about this. That you know, since our government was founded on a system of checks and balances, that we really need Republicans and Democrats, and we need to hear both sides of their. Re Issue. And if we continue to have a blue Democratic House and a blue Democratic Senate and a blue Democratic governor, nothing is going to change. And both sides of every issue is just not going to be heard. That's oh, all and, I to say. And, and you're absolutely right. But let's not forget that there's more than two sides. That's the binary the Democrats and Republicans want us to think about. But there's actually thousands of ideas for how to do things. So yeah. so you're even more correct, Susan. Well, that's just my thought. Before everybody goes out to vote, that they can just think about both sides need yes. to be heard. And yes. It's not happening. We need anyway, two-party rule. Your show. Thank you for your call, Susan. We definitely need two-party rule for the exact reason Susan said. The state is struggling. The state is suffocating under the weight of the Democrats' knee on the, on the neck of the state. 
it's curbing economic activity, it's curbing education activity because education is a rigged system run by a special interest group. It's curbing police activity because policing is a rigged system that is controlled by one-party rule and a special interest group. These are tragedies that we're trying to recover from, but nobody enunciates the problem because you have got one-party rule. John in East Hartford. Hi, John. No, it's Don. Tom. Oh, Don. Even better. Yes. I'm on my way home from work, and I'm listening to you, and a thought just came to mind. Mm. I've been listening for, to you for a long time, and I must tell you, every afternoon you just beat upon the governor, you just beat upon the governor. I think you should spend a little more time laying out the case for Bob Stephanopoulos. You know, why don't you lay out the case for him then? I'll get him more often on your, on your, on your show to lay out his case. All right, we, don't do you want, we don't know what he's offered. We don't, we, 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 he has made an offer. What, has he, what, 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 what is his plan? He has no plan. Oh, he does. All he talks about is his plan. He has press conferences every day with his plan, and he's uh, very active pushing his plan. But the, the biggest part of his plan is he's intelligent, he's capable, he's had a proven, successful career operating at a high level, having worked his way up from lower middle class beginnings in Connecticut, and he performed at the highest levels of American business as a as a, a chief financial officer and at general electric which was one of the biggest companies in connecticut he was a uh, he was the ceo of a division of general electric like this guy this guy works his butt off and overperforms in a way that nobody else does so even if you don't know anything else you've got a proven failure as governor ned lamont a total dud who's never done anything with his life not one thing he's run for office like 15 times and there's no record for Ned Lamont of anything he cares about and anything he wants to do. So you've got a zero, a proven zero on the Democrat side, and you've got a guy who's a proven success on the other side. It's like, I don't that's even know why you need an opinion, argument. Todd, that's yep. your opinion. That is only your opinion. Well, not, not only mine. I'm sure there's a few other people who have it. Next week, Wednesday or Thursday, I hope to call you because I really like to hear what you're going to say and how you're going to react when you realize that Ned Lamont is still going to be governor. Well, the, I, I, win. I'm certainly aware that that's a possibility, just as I think bad things could happen all over the country. You know, I think that Oz is going to win in Pennsylvania, but it's possible that the handicapped guy who can't uh, have a conversation who lied about his uh, illness in in Pennsylvania, he may win the Senate seat, Fetterman. That's possible. A lot of these races could go the wrong way, but that's not my fault. And it doesn't matter what I say about it. It's just what happens because people don't pay any attention to reality. Why are you mad at me that I yes, want to support I, somebody who's better than... I'm not Len mad at you. I'm not mad at you, but you're just beating upon the governor every single day. Yes. That's well, not your, really. That's every single show is about. That's all your program is about. Fifty percent <laughs> more of your show is beating up on the governor. Uh, Don, I, I love our relationship, Don, because some days you're so appreciative and respectful. Other days you're so hateful. It's yeah, great. I mean, we need to hear from the other guy. We need to hear from you. Why we should vote for the other guy? Yeah. Then. We're well, not hearing it, that from you. Okay, I will. I will explain some more, and I appreciate okay. you bringing that up, Don. Calm yeah. down now. I don't want you driving with high blood pressure. you got to be chill when you're driving. Yeah, I just pulled up at Whole Foods, so I'm good. Whole Foods? 
Did you? I yeah, hope you robbed a bank on the way over there. That's where I shop, man. I, I, I have to make sure I eat properly. That's good. That's good. I like that conviction, Don. Don, you're awesome. Thank you so much. 860-522-9842. Uh, quick break. We'll take more phone calls. Can somebody make the case, please, for Don, for Bob Stefanowski, when we continue on WTIC? It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. I don't really know what else I can say. I, I mean, there are other things to say about Bob Stefanowski, clearly. But given that Ned Lamont is a proven brilliant failure, he's just a stellar failure. He's a big, sparkling, shiny, absolute dud on a level of personal intention and integrity and ability to perform. And he's sleazy has done all kind of insider trading with his wife's uh, using his wife as a third party through which to funnel state money using no bid contracts when he had absolute control during covid so he's corrupt and that's a pretty powerful argument right there two fbi investigations going on into his administration which of course we won't hear about for a while and financial disaster coming for the state which we won't know about and and they're talking about gas shortages, not gasoline. Although there there are uh, there are oil problems right now with oil delivery for heating your home. They, there are inadequate supplies. But now they're talking about there isn't going to be enough natural gas. EverSource, the CEO uh, Nolan wrote a letter to the um, to the president of the United States, who happens to be Joe Biden. If you hadn't heard. And he told Joe Biden they need help getting natural gas. The supplies are not going to be adequate for the generation of electricity. This is all what the Democrats do as a team. They destroy everything. And Ned has been destroying things longer than Joe Biden has. John in Glastonbury, hi. Hi, I'm John Poriello with Safe Streets, Connecticut. And one thing that I know a lot about is public safety. Mm -hmm. And Ned Lamont has really harmed the state in ways that most people can't even imagine oh, explain. with regard to public safety. So I commend your last caller, Don, for being curious about Bob Stefanowski's plans, and you were right in pointing out that Bob has many plans. Um, and unfortunately, most people like Don aren't familiar with them. One of them with regard to public safety is to repeal parts of the um, Police Accountability Act that are harming public safety. And those three parts are to um, bring back qualified immunity for police officers so that they don't have to be fearful of losing their, their assets in a split-second decision Number two is to bring back consent searches. And what that is, is when an officer pulls over a car um, and suspects that there's something amiss in, in, the, um, in the operator um, and says, Can, um, do we have permission to look in your trunk or look in your car? Well, to be more specific, there is they have a sense or 
a, an indication of illegal activity being probable, and they say, yeah. can we search your car? And the person driving has every right to say no, but if the they do say yes... The person driving right now has every right to say no. And one of the good things that, that came, well, actually the only good thing that came out of the police accountability um, law is that all officers now have body cameras. And the police actually have welcomed the body cameras because it provides proof that they're not doing things wrong. Yeah, so and, it protects them. And in the, in the, in the 1% where... You might have a bad cop. Great. We got the we got the bad cop on camera and we can get rid of the bad cop. So what consent searches did play they played an active role in proactive policing and in Hartford um they would take between 5 and and 7 8 guns a night out of circulation just by asking really, if they could search the car. If they could search the car and by getting consent. John, can you hold on through our news break and talk more Certainly. in five minutes? Because this is really yeah. interesting. I appreciate you taking the time to call. 860-522-9842. We will talk more with John and take your phone call, I hope, in just a few minutes. This is interesting stuff and the kind of stuff we want to be talking more about, isn't it? 860-522-9842, the rant line number. Seven five one forty six ninety eight. We'll do the rants. Uh, I think at five oh five again today. Stay with us during news on WTIC. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. WTIC. Yeah, so uh, there is a lot to clarify for everybody to understand what's going on in the world, especially in Connecticut where the governor covers up everything and doesn't practice transparency, doesn't want people to understand. And with every phrase he speaks, 
he's being deceptive, which is a shocking thing when, when you get familiar enough with the issues to realize, and not that he's unusual, this is a common thing that politicians do, but he's unusually devoted to it as a sort of instinctive way to, to operate without any signs of conscience. He doesn't seem to mind that he's always slinging bull dung at us. Anyway, we're talking to um, John from Safe Streets CT, and he called in on his own in response to a challenge from Don to talk about or make some points about why Bob Stefanowski should be voted for instead of uh, Jolly Ned Lamont. So thanks for hanging on, John, to give us a little more information. You're welcome. So the first role of government is to provide public safety. Ned Lamont has failed to do that through his actions of championing the police accountability bill, which no Republicans voted for, and only one, maybe two Democrats voted against. And one of the Democrats that voted against it, Jill Berry, is married to a police officer. So she knows firsthand what the bill was going to do before it became law. So, John, you told us you told us one aspect of it that that stands uh, out to you that looms large, and that is the the restrictions on doing searches that are voluntarily agreed to by the person driving the car. And yes, I'm curious as you describe something that so plainly helps police do their job and thus helps make everybody safer. I'm thinking. What would be the motive for doing something that's so clearly bad for the employees of the state or or cities known as police officers and so badly, so plainly bad for the people of the state who want public safety? What, What could possibly be the motive of taking away a relatively harmless prerogative of police that's also a prerogative of the drivers of cars? That's a fantastic question, and and it's a really, really simple answer. And it stems from um, racial profiling. So the Democrats have said, oh, in order to uh, get around officers' racial profiling anyone, we're going to take away the ability for the officer to conduct a consensual search of a motor vehicle. So do they think the police in the state have been running out of control over the past couple of decades and and now without any sign, no no uh, public marches or um, press conferences being held by, by um, spontaneously erupting groups who are angered by all of the uh, racial profiling going on? They just, uh, they just did this without that, right? Well, the... the the law was in, in a knee-jerk reaction to the George Floyd killing, and that was tragic. No one will deny that that was tragic, and, but that, that didn't happen here. It didn't happen in Connecticut. Yeah, let and, me just shorten this up with my assumption here, and, and maybe you can respond to that. When I see that, what I see them do is run police departments that they don't, that, that our elected officials really can't control because of collective bargaining. And in order to appear responsive, but knowing they can't fix the problem without upsetting a, a, a 
special interest group who, who Democrats want to maintain a favored relationship with. So rather than fix problems, they pass a bill that contains things that makes it sound like they care about minorities, but don't fix the problem and create new problems. That's how yeah, I look new, at this. Yeah, the new problem is right now in Hartford, as of November 1st, there have been more homicides than there were all of last year. So who are the Democrats really protecting through their um, woke actions? They're Themselves, not the their ability to win elections and, and being able to make a claim of uh, caring, I think, when they don't care and, and what they do is malicious. It, it is truly malicious. It puts both the public and the police officers in harm's way. Okay. What else do you want to tell us? The amount of crimes solved since the police accountability law went into effect two years ago has dropped by 30%. So that means that the number of, of crime victims receiving justice has gone down by 30%. Over the last two years, that's criminal. The Democrats own this failure, and it's going to get much, much worse. What can people do for you at Safe Street CT, John? What are you looking for in terms of public involvement? We're looking for people to get out and vote on Tuesday for people who will vote for public safety. And those, by and large, are Republicans. So vote for Republicans that will be a stand for public safety. There's plenty of them out there. They put it right there on their website. Um, John Rasmus in Madison, John Chrissy in, in Durham and Killingworth, um, Brianna Timbro in Weathersfield, they're everywhere. Sorry, what is this list you're giving us? Just peop, um, people who are running for state Senate or state, uh, state House of Representatives that have a commitment to public safety. Oh, okay. Good. Well, and I think uh, Bob Stefanowski does, right? Bob Stefanowski does. He's been endorsed by more police unions um, than any other Republican has been. I mean, that's got to tell you something. And, and big Bob, ones, too, from big, big cities in the state, right? Yesterday, Hartford um, endorsed him, uh, Trumbull endorsed him, uh, Fairfield. Um, it, this is unheard of. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting moment. And, and just to let everybody know, you, you called in, John, from SafeStreetsCT.com in order to answer Don's question, who called in and said, what is the argument for Bob Stefanowski instead of all the arguments against Ned Lamont? So thank you for doing that. And let's uh, schedule a time for you to come back in, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was interesting, wasn't it? I think it was. All right, what did I do? I'm messing up the phones here, but I'm getting it cleared up right now. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Brian in Plainville. Hi, Brian. Hey, how you doing today? What, how are you doing is the question. Um, this caller, um, when he was talking about the searching for the police officers, I had a question about what he was getting at and then one other comment. Now, does he mean... And were you getting at that if there's a, a police officer says they have probable cause, then they should have the right to check anything anywhere? No, this isn't about probable cause, I don't think. I think well, that's this what is. He was saying with the vehicle, if you had probable cause. Did he say and that I, phrase? Yeah. Okay, well, then it does. Vehicle, 
if the police officer sees something suspicious, something that would make him alert, that's probable cause to search. Yeah, and but I, well, I forget what the, so if he said that, let's just go with that. That, yeah, that so if the guy, if the cop says to me, you know, I have reason to search, do you consent? Number one, any police officer would tell you, you never consent to any search. If they need to get a search, they can get a warrant. But well, that's that's what the that's what a friend of yours who's a police officer would tell you is just say yeah, no to that's protect yourself. A lot yourself. of police officers will tell you just in general. Yes. So, but but that doesn't mean it's not a tool that should be in their toolbox, does it? Oh, it should be. But if they want a search, they need to get a warrant. No, what I'm saying is the way the law was, was cops could say, do you mind if we search your car? Now, if you agree to it, oh, yeah, why, why is that a problem? No, if you agree to it, that's fine. I was just, you know, didn't know if it was they wanted to search regardless. Oh, no, the change in the law was they removed the ability of the cops to ask if they could search the car. Okay. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I worked in corrections and stuff, and I have a bunch of friends of mine that are cops, mm -hmm. corrections, and everything. The one little problem I have when people talk about how, you know, the 1% of the FBI or the 1% of the cops, I'm 49, and there's been a lot of problems with police officers and law enforcement agencies through our last, well, through my lifetime. That It, it just, it, it seems to me that the reckoning that came back was almost a swing way too far in the other direction because there had been police and FBI planting evidence, framing people like crazy. You know that in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. And I think this whole thing reverberated and it went way far to the other side. Now, I'm not, cast, I'm not saying all police officers, but I could give you example after example after example. First one, I believe it was like a 94. There was a ring of Hartford cops. Yeah, let's not go into those details right now, because I'm more interested in the point you're making, which is that you think that when people say there are some bad cops, but the vast majority of them we need, and they're going out and doing a job every day. The problem I have with this whole line of attack is that the real issue is that what the Democrats have done is taken away the ability of, of uh, police chiefs to properly dispose of cops who shouldn't be on their forces just as schools principals can't fire bad teachers it's not okay. anything against teachers it's not anything against cops to say bad ones shouldn't be on the force to me i say that in support of cops cops okay, should not have okay. to work with horrible cops who shouldn't be on the force yeah yeah because the only thing i was getting at like i said you know it's the 1%, you look at the FBI, people say, like, I'll give this example, Sean Hannity, the 1% of the rank and file of the FBI. Do you think 1% of the FBI is unbiased? No, I think what they're that? doing is trying to make clear that they're supportive of cops. It's, a, it's an arbitrary number that is the easiest one to say that says, I support police, but I'm also not blind to the idea that there are bad cops. But... I'm just skipping over that and saying, look, here's the problem. The problem isn't that there are bad cops. That's a, an easily fixable thing. If you didn't have a rigged system that doesn't allow police departments to get rid of the bad cops. Yeah, and Democrats true. own and operate that rigged system. Yeah, it's because it's the unions and the heavy duty exactly. unions. They're all in the bed with. Exactly.
And so they right, and sell one, one last, they sell us out to the unions for that purpose. Hold on one sec, Brian, and I'll let you make your point after we take a quick break. Stay with us on WTIC. Now back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, Brian, I interrupted so we could take our break, and he's got one more thing he wanted to say. Sorry about that, Brian. Oh, no, I thank you very much for letting me come back. And the last point had nothing to do with law enforcement. This one just had to go with, um, you are talking about the gas and natural gas shortages or oil and stuff. Yes. I think the people that are going to vote next week, need to, if you give me 30 seconds, need to really look at the democratic foreign policy and why we're there. Mm-hmm. We are trying to get a deal with Iran, which the Saudis do not like, Israel does not like. Nobody who's there likes it except us. We're working with the Russians trying to get a deal done with Iran while giving aid to Ukraine to fight the Russians. Now, why would, A, we not think there'd be a problem with the natural gas flow aiding that massive war there? You knew there was going to be a problem. And the second, when the Democrats and Joe Biden went into office and they vilified the Saudi crown prince, you could have any opinion you like, call them a monster, call them a murderer, and they're doing a plan like this with Iran, why on earth? Would they help us? Yes. And, and, and by people. Yeah, go ahead. No, you finish. Oh, no, I said people need to really step back and look. When Joe Biden complains about oil and get, he needs, they need to really understand because the liberal news channels don't give people the real information. The Saudis, that's their whole economic basis is oil. Yep. All right, that's we we got that point. That's excellent, Brian. Thank you for bringing it up and thank you for a good phone call. Margaret, hi, you're on WTIC. Hello, Todd. Hello, Margaret. Hi, how are you, Todd? Oh, I'm sorry. I should know by now not to ask that. I'm sure you're fine. You know, Todd, the last couple of days and couple of weeks, I've heard people uh, really denigrating Michael Leibowitz uh, on his uh, release from prison. And I, I, I really think that that's terribly, terribly unfair. Uh, one caller said he didn't seem to show remorse. Well, he wasn't remorseful enough. But, Todd, how much remorse is enough? People have this weird reaction, Margaret, to prisoners. There's kind of a uh, pre... There's an archetype, a position to take regarding prisoners, and that is bad people, throw away the key, lock them up, throw away the key. And and I have to say, I used to be more of that school, and now I'm of the school that we're, this is just another way that the system scams us. Yes, and you know, Todd, I used to feel the same way, too. Um, but, you know, the man has, is self-educated. He's made good use of his time in prison. You know, not that I have to offer him And a he boot. served an ample sentence. I'm sorry, what? He served an ample sentence. Absolutely, absolutely, and I don't understand why some people feel that he should self-flagellate. That's what I'm saying. They've got people just have this thing, Margaret, for prisoners, and they can't control themselves. Thank you for holding, and thank you for the call, Margaret. I've got to run, and thanks for making that point. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of 
four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.